0: He's going to go. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. School's out.
1: This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy.
0: This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches, foot in, touchdown. This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right
2: side, tries to dive for the pileup.
0: This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach at the University of Wyoming. Looks,
2: throws, Enzo, touchdown!
0: This is Nick Rulovich.
3: This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long.
0: He's got a receiver across the middle fighting! the end zone. oh
3: man this is brent
2: brennan this is tony sanchez he's to the goal line and he's in for six
1: this is craig thompson commissioner of the mountain west and you're listening to you are listening to and you are listening to this week in the mountain west
2: here we go welcome into the week 10 edition of this week in the mountain west i'm your host nate crackman Four weeks remain in the regular season, and two undefeated teams are left in the conference standings. Fresno State leading the West Division with a 4-0 conference record, a game up on San Diego State at 3-1 after the Aztecs lost at Nevada last Saturday night. In the Mountain Division, it's high-powered Utah State still on top at 4-0 in conference, still a half game up on one loss Boise State. In the first college football playoff rankings of the 2018 season, Fresno State ranked at number 23 by the committee as the lone Mountain West rep in the top 25. As for the AP and coaches' polls, Utah State now ranked 18 and 20 respectively, while Fresno State is at numbers 20 and 23. San Diego State getting votes in both polls, while Boise State is receiving votes in the coaches' poll. Fresno State, Utah State, San Diego State, and Boise State all bowl eligible, while Nevada and Hawaii are both a win away. Coming up on this week's show, a discussion with Mountain West Deputy Commissioner Brett Gilliland about the first college football playoff ranking of the 2018 season. Plus, an in-depth conversation with San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan about the Spartans' win over UNLV last Saturday. It's the Week 10 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
0: There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit
2: us at themw.com
0: you want more more action more fun more madness we got you the 2019 air force reserve mountain west men's and women's basketball championships return to las vegas march 10 through the 16th One more hoops how about 20 games in just seven days for tickets go to your team's athletic ticket office or visit themw.com slash 2019 the 2019 air force reserve mountain west basketball championships get more be there the next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West.
2: Quickly recapping week nine around the Mountain West. Brett Rippin with career highs in both touchdown passes and stitches to the chin as Boise State wins a 48-38 shootout at the Air Force Academy. Rippin throwing for 399 yards and five touchdowns. The Broncos bowl eligible at 6-2. Utah State maintains their stranglehold atop the Mountain Division and wins their seventh in a row, 61-19 at home over New Mexico, as Jordan Love throws for a career-high 448 yards and four touchdowns all in the first half. He's your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week for the fourth time this season. And finally, from the Mountain Division in Week 9, Wyoming takes the bronze boot back to Laramie with a 34-21 road win at Colorado State. True freshman Sean Chambers throws two touchdown passes runs for one more in his first career start for the Cowboys. He'll start again Saturday against San Jose State. Speaking of the Spartans, they get their first win last Saturday, 50-37 at home over UNLV. Josh Love, four touchdown passes to pace San Jose State, while Dakari Monroe has two interceptions, including a pick six, to take Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week honors. Fresno State downs Hawaii 50-20 to as Marcus McMarion throws four touchdown passes. And finally, from Week 9, Nevada hands San Diego State their first conference loss, 28-24, in Reno, as the Wolfpack defense able to keep the Aztecs off the scoreboard in the second half. We'll talk to Mountain West Deputy Commissioner Brett Gilliland about the first CFP rankings of the 2018 season next after these words from your local station.
0: This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
3: This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. College football playoff rankings
2: released Tuesday evening. The committee ranking Fresno State at number 23. As for the voters in the Associated Press and Coaches polls, they finally opened their eyes this week to what is happening in the Mountain West. Utah State and Fresno State, the respective Mountain and West division leaders in the conference, both at 7-1, both breaking into the top 25 this week. Utah State 18 in the AP, Fresno State at 20 And then the Aggies ranked number 20 in the coaches poll with the Bulldogs at number 23. It's a good start, I suppose, joining us right now to discuss the deputy commissioner of the Mountain West, Brett Gilliland. Brett, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, Nate. Always good to be with you.
2: Brett, how is the conference office viewing these latest round of rankings that have come out? Is it a sense of satisfaction that the league is getting some recognition or a sense of, finally, where have you guys been all along?
1: Well, uh, probably somewhere in between there I, you know as you were were setting up uh, the conversation, uh, you've really articulated almost exactly what I think we have said around the office this week that uh, the teams are finally getting the recognition they deserve, um, as we've talked you know many times in the past, I think in the mountain west we're always about performance uh, we don't do a lot of talking uh, we like to let our our performance speak for us, but uh, I think the timing's good at mid-season for them to finally uh, come onto the radar screen. Um, there's some big games ahead. We've got some, you know, exciting games down the stretch, not only in the Mountain West but nationally. And really, I think our teams are positioned quite well.
2: Fresno State seven and one, Central Florida seven and zero. The committee has Fresno State at number twenty three, Central Florida at number twelve, and yet. Fresno State ranked number 9 in the SP rating UCF is at number 11 by the ESPN Football Power Index. Fresno State ranked at number 25 while UCF is 6 spots behind at number 31 and the Bulldogs have a more difficult remaining strength of schedule. The Sagarin ratings have Fresno State at number 16 and Central Florida at 29. So, Brett, while S&P, FPI and Sagarin all have Fresno State ahead of Central Florida, the committee does not so what gives
1: well first of all I think we have a a great deal of respect for the college football playoff selection committee that's a good group of folks and they you know they do their homework and and they uh, do some pretty thorough analysis I think uh, as you can see uh, you know their top 25 that came out is different considerably uh, than the coaches and the AP poll so they are obviously looking at Full body of work and lots of things, uh, lots of metrics, uh, eye tests, all those, all those sorts of things. So, got a great respect for what they do. But certainly, uh, from a Mount West perspective, we feel that uh, you know Fresno State is is on par with the UCF, particularly as if you look at the uh, strength of schedule metrics that you just outlined. You look at the the group of five teams that um, are under consideration or in the poll, Fresno State. UCF Fresno State has two wins over teams with winning records. UCF, UCF doesn't have any, so obviously they're riding a little bit reputation. You know, it's hard to tell. It is a subjective process, even though they do uh, look at lots of numbers. It is a subjective process of a group of people in a room. Uh, but uh, I would say their position's a bit precarious because again, they have not played anyone with a record above 500
2: yeah brett utah state and fresno state each have one loss both were on the road to power five opponents and both were a one score loss fresno state has a power five win on the road at ucla which is actually playing a little better right now and utah state has a road win at byu it's hard to look at the numbers and not think there may be some inherent bias toward the american athletic conference
1: yeah, I, you know, and I'm going to hesitate. I would certainly say that as it relates to the media polls and the coaches polls. I, this group, again, I've been through the mock selection. We know the people in the room. Um, I, I don't know that there's any bias. It'd be interesting to have the conversation as to what things they're looking at, and certainly that we, you know, we think Fresno State's deserving. But um, you know, the point I would make in that conversation is. This is about this season's body of work. The fact that UCF went undefeated last year, while well, great and impressive, has nothing to do with 2018. And so let's look at the body of work of the institutions now, who they've played, how they're performing, and let's make the decision on that basis.
2: What would a New Year's Six bull birth mean to the Mountain West?
1: Well, you know, obviously that's, that's our, our standing uh, postseason outcome that we, we strive for on an annual basis. And through the BCS era, and into the CFP area, we've had a number of teams uh, reach that level and have had a, a fair amount of success there. So, in terms of achievement, perfection, um, uh, perception, um, those are all important goals uh, for the conference. And then certainly, there's a you know there's a financial component. You play in one of those CFP games. There's a significant uh, you know financial windfall that comes to the participating institution and to the conference as a whole. So, it's important.
2: Brett, four teams are now bowl eligible in Fresno State, Utah State, San Diego State, and Boise State. Two more are one win away in Nevada and Hawaii. How does that affect the bowl picture in the Mountain West if we end up with six teams eligible?
1: Well, actually, um, having a team play up to the CFP will make it easier for us to get everyone we, you know, We have between backups and primaries and the CFP probably eight opportunities five of those are guaranteed Uh, so if we had six bowl eligible we think there's a possibility we could have as many as seven Um, then we're looking for slots so obviously if our top team can play up to a New Year's six game is placed in one of those then that opens up another one of those other slots for us to get the rest of our teams placed because ultimately that's what we want to do is get everybody that's eligible into a postseason bowl game.
2: Brett, last thing I want to ask you about. As a conference official, do you sometimes end up with conflicted feelings regarding upsets late in the season? Like, they're fun, and they're part of what we love about college football, but also they can really throw a wrench in some of these arguments we're making if Fresno State or Utah State were to be dealt a loss before the conference title game.
1: You know, it's interesting, Nate, that you would would ask that question because I literally was just talking with someone Uh, appear in the business about that exact dynamic. Um, And it may be that I've been in a conference office for nearly 35 years now. Certainly as you're watching games, certain games, you're aware that there are outcomes that might be better or less desirable one way or the other for the conference. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter who wins because they're all our teams and we're going to treat and service them all the same. So you're aware of it, but it just sort of comes with the territory. So however it comes out is great. Um, And and as I said before, we're going to have some real interesting games coming up here in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah. Brett Gilliland, he's done this a time or two. He is the deputy commissioner of the mountain West. As we discuss the first release of the college football playoff rankings here in the 2018 season, Brett, thank you so much for the time. Uh, Enjoy this season the rest of the way.
1: You're quite welcome, sir. We'll see you down the road.
2: Up next, I'll be joined by San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan to talk about their win over UNLV after this on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right
3: back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout
0: you want more more action more fun more madness we got you the 2019 air force reserve mountain west men's and women's basketball championships return to las vegas march 10 through the 16th One more hoops how about 20 games in just seven days for tickets go to your team's athletic ticket office or visit the nw.com slash 2019 the 2019 air force reserve mountain west basketball championships get more be there In the Mountain West, sportsmanship means winning with honor, but don't take our word for it.
1: Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And
2: that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots.
1: Sportsmanship is
2: making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great.
1: Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about.
3: The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West.
2: San Jose State gets their first win of the season, 50-37 at home over UNLV last Saturday. The Spartans look to keep it rolling on the road this Saturday at Wyoming. Joining us right now in his second season as the head coach at San Jose State, it's Brent Brennan. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
2: Coach, tough conference losses against Hawaii, Colorado State, San Diego State. What did you tell your team to keep the belief and to let them know they can start winning these close games like they did last Saturday?
3: You know, I I think um, it's just a big credit to the players on our team and the assistant coaches um, keeping morale high. Um, You know, the biggest thing for us is just in order to get the results we want, we gotta put in the work and so to their credit came back and you know, every day kept putting in the work and, and getting better and getting closer and, and we were fortunate enough to close one out last weekend.
2: Josh love throwing for four touchdowns in that win most since David Fails was under center at San Jose State. Josh has taken some hits this year. What does it say about your junior quarterback that he can stand in and put up that kind of game at this point of the season?
3: You know, I think we're all really proud of Josh. I, I think he's really grown a lot in this year. I've seen him stand in there and, and deliver some big-time throws under major duress. And so we're just excited about his development and his process. And, you know, that's my thing with him is I'm like, you know, quarterbacks don't get many opportunities to demonstrate their toughness. But when you stand in there and deliver a strike right before you're about to take one in the teeth, that shows everybody how tough you are and how bad you want to win.
2: San Jose State you guys have played a lot of young players first-year players this season in general how do you feel about the progress of the youth on your roster and and did you expect to have to play that many first-time players at this level
3: you know I, I, I feel good about kind of where it's going I, I think all those guys are doing a really good job it's always a little bit scary when you look out there and you've got you know nine underclassmen on the field with your defense but to their credit, those, those guys have worked really hard. I think the coaches have done a good job preparing them and giving them a plan that they can execute and play fast. And so it's been fun to see them get out there and mix it up. And, and I think for us, you know, going forward, you know, it tells us that we're going to have some guys that have had real game experience and have played in big-time situations. And hopefully, you know, those reps and those opportunities, you know, stack and, and, and they get used to being in that spot.
2: On that same token, how important has the senior leadership been for your team this season?
3: Those guys have been awesome. You know, I really think uh, the win versus UNLV doesn't happen if those guys didn't stay the course all year. Um, you know, and I think it's really hard when you're going through it and you've lost some tough games in a row like that. But like I said, to their credit, they kept pushing the team in the practice environment. They kept, you know, holding up their end of our culture. And so, you know, it gives us a chance to keep improving. It gives us a chance to build a program that we want to build here, having great leadership from our senior class like that.
2: On the defensive side of the football, your secondary, 12 interceptions on this season, three against UNLV. Dakari Monroe was excellent in that game against UNLV. What has stood out to you about the play of your secondary here this season?
3: Well the biggest thing is just the continued development and great play of Dakari. You know, he's a senior, he's a San Jose kid, so he's a local kid playing his best football in his senior year at the hometown school, San Jose State. So that's awesome for us. Uh, those other guys have done a really good job, you know, the in the safety position, both those guys are sophomores and so you know that was a little bit of an unknown to us and so seeing them You know, I think those guys have grown by leaps and bounds, and I'm excited about their development. I think they're both going to be really good players here for a long time, which is exciting for us. So it's been exciting to see that because that was one of those question marks, right? We graduated four guys in the secondary last year that have played a lot of good football at San Jose State. So, you know, what was it going to be coming into this year? But from our defense coordinator and our DB coach and Coach Williams have done a great job, you know, developing that young group and keeping them coming along, and I'm excited about how they're playing.
2: Coach, we know the state of the program when you took it over at San Jose State. There haven't been a ton of wins here in the last couple of seasons, but you finish out the year last year with that big win over Wyoming. Now you get that win over UNLV. What have been the differences that you've noticed around the team when you've got that sort of positive momentum to build on?
3: You know, I I think the kids, you know, are, are just hungry for more and. You know, the, the win versus UNLV was was really a great one just because we had lost a handful of games, close games, you know, in, in the months before that. So for for them to stick with it and, and keep doing the work and find a way to finish it out was so big for us. And, and I think, you know, as as you get that, you want more of it, right? And so, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, we'll continue to, to put in the work, and we'll continue to do the extra and the film study and the you know individual time, and and keep you know growing and keep developing, so that we have a chance to be a successful football team on a, you know, on a week in week out basis.
2: And now this weekend, a road trip into Laramie. You beat Wyoming a season ago. Another opportunity to build on the success that you have had with that win over UNLV. Looking ahead, what are going to be the keys to being successful against Wyoming?
3: To me, this one is an incredible challenge. Um, obviously, you have all the stuff that we know about there in Laramie. You have the wind. You have the altitude. You have the cold weather, um, all that stuff. And they're, they're playing good football right now. You know, they played really well against Colorado State last week, and they're fantastic physical football team. And so, you know, for us, it's a, it feels a little bit like playing San Diego State, except we're not going to be in, you know, 75 degrees in sunshine like we were in San Diego. It's going to be something a little different. So we need to handle the trip. And uh, continue to make strides taking care of the football and in doing well in the turnover battle, which has been a huge, huge improvement this year for us. Uh, but we know we got a heck of a challenge ahead of us. And so, um, obviously, we're in game plan phase and practice phase right now. But team will be excited to play, and uh, I'm excited to see what we got.
2: Looking at it on paper, a matchup that jumps off the page is Josh Oliver. Your tight end is the leading receiver on the team this season 44 catches, 514 yards, and the three touchdowns. Andrew Wingard, the safety for Wyoming, one of the best defensive players, not only in the Mountain West Conference, but in the entire nation. What do you expect to see in that matchup?
3: Well, Andrew's just such a dud, man. He. He'll hit you. He can run really well. He looks good in coverage. He's really, you know, probably what everyone's looking at or looking for from that safety position. He can play in the box. He can go outside and cover. He's just fantastic player. Um, But Josh is a really good player too. So I think that's going to be a battle. Um, You know, it's going to be, it's going to come down to. You know, Josh executing the details and using his body to create space and separate. And that's going to be fun to watch.
2: Coach, last thing, what has stood out to you about this Mountain West Conference here in the 2018 season?
3: Everyone's good. Everyone can beat you. Everyone's got good players. It's really, really a tough conference. And I think, you know, it deserves more credit nationally because it's a fantastic conference. Good players, good coaches. Uh, Week in and week out, you have to face something, you know, different or something more challenging. You know, we're playing San Diego State and it's, two tight ends or three tight ends and kind of pound you, and then you play UNLV or you play Hawaii and it's the run and shoot, and the next you're getting ready for Wyoming and it's quarterback run. I mean, there's just there's so much to prepare for. There's a lot of people being creative with finding ways to, to play defense and move the football. I think it's a lot of fun to watch, and I think week in and week out everybody's challenged.
2: San Jose State on the road at Wyoming coming up this Saturday and coming off of that victory 50 to 37 over UNLV last week. Brent Brennan in his second year at San Jose State. Coach, thank you so much for the time and best of luck the rest of the way.
3: Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Spartan up.
2: We'll preview the entire Week 10 schedule around the Mountain West next after these words from your local station.
0: This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
1: This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West.
2: Your Week 10 schedule in the Mountain West starts Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time with a Service Academy showdown, Air Force at Army on CBS Sports Network, The Falcons already beat Navy back on October 6th, so a win at Army would clinch the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy for the Air Force Academy. At noon, Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific, Brent Brennan's San Jose State Spartans look to make it back-to-back wins on the road at Wyoming. Watch that game on AT&T Sports Network. And then four late games Saturday night, Boise State hosting BYU on the Blue Turf in non-conference play at 8.15 Mountain Time on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app Brett Rippin, 250 passing yards away from surpassing Ryan Lindley to be the Mountain West's all-time career leader. San Diego State looking to get back on track on the road at New Mexico, 715 Pacific, 815 Mountain. That game on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. Number 20, Fresno State looks to stay atop the West Division with a road date at UNLV, 730 Pacific Time on CBS Sports Network. And we wrap it up late Saturday night. Utah State ranked at number 18 and the third highest scoring team in the nation. They'll visit Hawaii at 6 p.m. Hawaii time. That's 10 p.m. Mountain. On Spectrum Sports Pay-Per-View and WatchStadium.com. Nevada and Colorado State both off this week. And that will do it for the Week 10 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm Nate Kreckman. Thanks for listening.
1: This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll
2: talk
0: to you next week. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.